Are you an investigative professional? Did you know you can find the best private investigator resources using investigatorstoolbox.com? This resource community was built exclusively for licensed investigators and investigative professionals. You can network directly with members, educate yourself through free webinars and blogs, and even create your own customizable research library. Membership starts for as little as 49 cents a day. Download the Investigators Toolbox app or visit our webpage at www.investigators-toolbox.com. Is a good case management system keeping you from taking your business to the next level? Crosstrax is the premier case management system for the investigative community. They're the only SOC 2 certified case management software available. Visit Crosstracks.com, tell them you're a listener, and save even more. Get a plan in place for the new year to grow your business to the next level. Are you in the New York metro area and are looking for work? Satellite Investigations is currently looking for a full-time field investigator. Visit Matt's profile on LinkedIn for more details and the links in the show notes. Good luck. Welcome to PI Perspectives. Today, we have a great show. We are talking about the Alive Active Shooter Training Program with Michael Julian. Michael is a PI and in California. He'll be one of the speakers at the IntelliNet Conference in Vegas next month. Mike has been working in the industry since he was 16 years old and has a great and unique perspective on the industry. So welcome Michael Julian and your host, private investigator, Matt Spare. And welcome to this week's episode of PI Perspectives. This is your host, Matt Spare. We're going from New York to California, coast to coast, welcoming Michael Julian to the program. Michael, how are you? I'm great, Matt. How are you? I'm doing great, man. Thank you so much for coming on. I've been meaning to have you on for a really long time. Uh, you've got a very interesting background. You've been in this business, it seems like, forever. Uh, so why don't you tell me a little bit about uh, your business and what you do? Well... Let's start from the beginning, shall we? Sure. My father started our company in 1967. He was in the Navy. Then he was in law enforcement. Then he went private private sector and started national business investigations. Okay. Now, NBI, back in the day, 55 years ago, um, they I don't, I don't believe uh, that they had a separate PPO or security company license. So under a PI license, you could do just about everything, security or investigatively. Um, so the company did private investigation work, um, executive protection, strike security. He even had a uniform division with a canine, uh, that consisted of a German shepherd that my mom trained, <laughs> you, so, right. you know, remember this was 55 years ago. It was a little bit less complex and, sure. you know, less rules and stuff like that. Less technology, definitely <laughs> less technology. The next year I was born and I grew up in this business pretty much my whole life. Um, uh, you know, working, doing, you know, going out with my dad to do steel trash in the middle of the night, you know, I'd go out to take statements and I'd wait in the car while he was interviewing a witness. Um, you know, he taught me how to do surveillance when I was 16. Great. So for all intents and purposes, this is the only career I've ever had. Now in 1997, he died very suddenly from a heart, a really uh, rare heart condition called an aortic dissection. Same thing. John Ritter died of the actor. Okay. And that was very sudden. Uh, two days, actually, from the time the issue happened till, you know, 48 hours later, my dad was gone at 57 years old. Wow. And, you know, my mentor, my hero, you know, my role model was all of a sudden gone. And that was just freaked me out, completely devastating. 
And here I was with a business that he never bothered to teach me anything about business. I was a great investigator, sure, but I didn't know anything about running a business except what I picked up by hearing him in his, you know, in his office or talk meeting with clients. So suddenly I had a business to run and I spent the next 20 years as a student of business um, to learn how to run a business. In fact, um, uh, Jack Reed, who was one of the founders of the California Association of Licensed Investigators, which I was a member on the board and president at one point, told me one day at a conference that um, you could be a gr- the greatest technician in the world um, and a so-so businessman or the greatest businessman in the world and a so-so technician. Yeah, we all struggle. You're going ser- to you're going to be better off as a good businessman and yeah. a so-so technician. Yeah. So I focused my energy on becoming a businessman. So with that, I then got the license when it became necessary to uh, to start a division that did nothing but security. And the division is MPS Security and Protection. Right. Uh, we do executive protection and state security and all kinds of strike security and all that stuff. We have a uniform division. And then we have the private investigation uh, division as well. And then nine years ago, I created the Alive Active Shooter Survival Training Program. Right. And I teach that over the country. And we've got... 96 instructors throughout the world. That's amazing. <laughs> That's yeah, it. it's really, really cool. Um, yeah, it's just a, 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 an amazing story. I think we all struggle as, as business owners, especially small business owners, where you get to that point where you got to make that decision, right? Am I going to be the investigator out in the field or am I going to be the guy that's actually running the business? And yeah, I got to say one of the things, you know, that COVID helped me with <laughs> was getting my clients uh, used to the idea that Matt's not going to be the guy doing the work anymore. Uh, and I was able to kind of step back and I got a great team of people around me that work for me. Uh, so it's been, it's been pretty cool doing that transition. It's awesome. Yeah. It's good stuff, man. And, and just realizing, uh, you know, Jim Nano says it all the time, right? It's always better to know the guy than be the guy. And it, it's so true, right? Um, you can succeed in this business, um, with your relationships. You're only as good as the relationship you have really, uh, when it comes down to, um, and, and being able to excel and get it done right by somebody who's an expert, as opposed to you tripping over your own feet to, uh, to get it and just being able to identify that. Right. Most definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So how big is, is your business now? How many people you have working for you? Well, uh, by the end of 2020, we had a hundred and I'm sorry, 300, uh, uniformed and probably between subs and employees, Upwards of around a uh, hundred executive protection guys yeah. uh, working for us throughout the United States. Yeah. Um, last year, COVID devastated us. We couldn't get, well, COVID didn't devastate us. Our, our, our government was paying people to stay home. So yeah. nobody wanted to come to work. Yeah, was rough. So um, our executive protection did fine because those are professionals, but the people that, you know, that work because they have to, not because they want to, and they don't care about making a lot of money just decided to stay home because their unemployment was more than we were paying. Yeah. People that paid. D- didn't want to come back. <laughs> like, no, I'm making yeah, more. They, they, yeah. They, they just, you know, whether they had COVID or not, they just decided yeah. they wouldn't come to work. They, we had people sh- for the uniform division, we'd have people, and this was industry wide everywhere. Yeah. Show up, for, show up, fill out an application, get interviewed, get hired, take their uniform and not show up the next day and go down and, and apply for unemployment. <laughs> and keep the uniform. So it, it was devastating. We lost millions in uniform business. Yeah, can, can you at least give the uniform back? You know, right? <laughs> Seriously, right? It was just—it was insane. 
That's crazy, man. And it's just a weird, weird world we've been living in uh, for the past two years or so. Uh, but hopefully, we're coming out of it. Looks that way. Um, and we're going to talk. So. We're going to talk a little bit later, actually, because you're, you're going to be um, you can be speaking at Intelnet. Uh, their conference is coming up in March in Vegas, which uh, I'm excited because anytime there's a live event, <laughs> I get really excited just to see people in in my industry. <laughs> I'm tired of doing oh, yeah. webinars. <laughs> yeah, it was it was amazing. You know, I'm I'm part of. Uh, an executive protection conference that happens every year in December. Yes. And we didn't have it in 2000 or 2021. And it was almost triple the size. No, in 2021, we had it almost triple the size Yeah, because nobody had done anything for a whole year and a half or whatever. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it was like, my God, we can go do something and it's Vegas. Yeah. So it was like 700 people at this thing. It was awesome. You know, I struggled with whether or not to go there. When I really, really, I got invited, right? And, and I'm like, oh, I've never been there. But, you know, I have the investigator's toolbox. They're like, you should come. You should promote that, get a table. And I looked at it. Like, I got the invitation so late and I had already committed to doing the Christmas program at my church. I'm like, I, I can't bail. <laughs> People have kind of made a commitment already. Yeah. Well, but, next year. Oh, it's yeah. Gonna be big. Yeah, it was bummed. It'll be big again next year. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh you know, it, it's so interesting to see. And and what was cool about that event, it wasn't just that event that was there. There were all these spider events too. These other organizations that were like, okay, everyone's going to be in Vegas at this time. We're going to we're going to try and like do some other stuff too. You know, go out shooting and have some fun and do like uh you know other stuff, which I thought was that's really right. Cool. Yeah, yep, yep, yeah. That's uh, and that was a symposium, right? The whole big thing going on. It's pretty neat. Well, there was the Protector Symposium, which was it was put on by some other guys, but it was put on as a compliment, not right. not uh, they weren't competing. Um, it will probably be all one event next year, I'm hoping. Uh, yeah. But that happened the same day as the shooting event, and then uh, me and two other people did a professional development workshop for like two or three hours in the afternoon, and then um, and then the the rest of the conference kind of started the next day. Right, right, right. Yeah, I am yeah, so bummed. I really wanted to go that one. Yeah, so I'll, I'll definitely try and make uh, make my way out there. Um, so you know, it's interesting. I was having a conversation with Michael Accord from Conflict International. Well, sure, well, not a podcast. We were actually out to dinner. He came to New York. We we're having yeah. dinner. Great guy. I, yeah, Mike's awesome. I I always love asking guys like Mike and yourself, like, what does your day look like? Because, you know, to me, it's like, I see you guys as, as a few years ahead of me as far as growth of, of business and, and just trying to understand, like, as an entrepreneur, where I want to be and, and how I want to grow my business, you know, like, like, what is your, you know, what are you doing with your time? Because I know what I'm doing with my time and I know what I want to do with my time. Um, so what does a, a typical day look like for you? Well, you know, I've got multiple verticals. Obviously, I've got the private investigation, executive protection, uniform security, and the alive active shooter program. So I've really got kind of like four four verticals that I'm looking at. Um, I've got a case manager uh, that that shuffles all the investigations with the investigators out in the field, surveillance, and right. regular investigations, and stuff like that. And we maybe have some specialized stuff that is not our bailiwick, and we've got subcontractors handling that somewhere, you know, wherever in the United States. So as far as investigatively, um, I get a daily update and then we do a level we call level 10, which is derived from the business um, theory or practice or whatever called traction by uh, Gina Wickman. Mm -hmm. And it's just a way to run your business, which is very effective. And I recommend to any business person out there that wants to get some help and structure within their business. So that's Thursdays at 10. That's my whole my whole executive team. Um, so, and, and I've got a, a, a new, I hired a new president who's a 25 year retired, um, 
FBI agent with a master's in business. The guy's brilliant. So he's taking a, lo- a, lo- all, a lot of the operations over. But before he was, you know, doing that, I'd show up, go say hi to my team, see what's going on, any fires, any critical issues we need to, you know, we need to process or, or damage control. Um, if none of that happened, then, um, you know, I'd come back and I'd start working on emails because, you know, after, after this long in business, I get 200 emails a day and yeah. 75 of them are spam. So yeah. I got to unsubscribe <laughs> to those. Yep. And then I start, you know, going down my list of things to do now, you know, my active shooter program alive stands for assess, leave, impede violence and expose. I created in 2013, launched in 2014. And now I've got the online learning program. I've got in-person training. I've got uh, uh, live webinars. And I've got, like I said, 96 instructors throughout the United States teaching it. That is kind of my passion project. Now, I've been doing this since I was 16. So I'm a little burned out, you know, Um, and I was really starting to hit a wall in 2013. And when this, when I decided, okay, look, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing good people die at the hands of bad people. And it was really, frankly, pissing me off. Right. And I felt an angst and a frustration. And I thought, what can I do to change this? I don't like this feeling, you know, and I'm a bit of a control freak. And I, I felt completely out of control because I couldn't help these people. Sure. And I also didn't understand why they weren't doing something or, or anything, you know, they were doing nothing or the wrong thing. And, you know, I was brought up by a guy that was basically a drill instructor in my own home. So situational awareness was part of my, my psychology. Sure. So finally I decided, well, maybe if I can teach people how to survive the situations, I'll feel better. So I started going to, to uh, instructor programs to teach active shooter survival, but it was, I'd go over there and I'm like, yeah, that's not too bad, but I'd probably do this differently. And I go to this one and I go, well, that's not bad, but gosh, why aren't you talking about this? And then I'd go over here. Well, finally about the fourth one, I thought, well, you know what? I'll just make my own. So I created the Alive program um, with the acronym Alive, which I think is appropriate and powerful. Right. And that program is, um, it's it's very different from most active shooter programs out there because everybody focuses on run, hide, fight, which is a physical action. Running, hiding, and fighting are physical actions. But what I saw in my analysis and my research is, it's not that people don't, you know, they'll do that if they have the wherewithal and the right mindset, but most people are conquered just by their brain, not acting in a way that it needs to. And that's having the calm, the focus and the rational response to then appropriately run, hide and fight. So I teach a mindset and method method is equal parts to active shooter survival. So that's kind of how my program really differentiates itself from, from the rest of them. And um, it's been extremely successful. I got an email from a gal named Liz Moreno in 2017. She was a former student of mine. Her employer had hired me to come in and teach everybody like two and a half years earlier. And she survived the uh, Las Vegas Mandalay Bay active shooter massacre. And yeah. she emailed me and said, Hey, I just want to let you know, I, I believe that I'm alive today because of that program. Um, thank you. And I was like, wow, that yeah, was, that's that was profound. Yeah. I mean, you've got kids, right? Yeah. I've got kids. That's the most profound that I think the most profound thing that could ever happen to another human being is yeah. having children. This was second. Yeah. When somebody looks you in the eye and says you or something you did saved my life. Yeah. It's just like, I mean, I get 
I get freaking goosebumps every time I tell that story. Yeah. So I thought, okay, this is what I want to do. And so I've dedicated 85% of my professional energy for the last eight years to that program. Right. And uh, it's, it's served very well. I wrote a book. Uh, 10 minutes to live, right? Got the old version. That's the yeah. first edition. Right. I got the second edition with with a really flashy cover, okay. and it's called uh, 10 Minutes to Live: Surviving yeah. an Active Shooter Using Alive." So, nice. you know, between all that stuff, I've stayed pretty busy. Yeah. That's- so that's so that's my day. You know, yeah. I'm I'm here and I'm doing emails and I'm doing stuff and I'm creating and I'm building and I'm talking to my people and you know if there's if there's fires and I help put them out, I don't really know what I do, but it takes all day to do it. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, I think we're going to jump out and take a quick break. But when we come back, I want to really dig in more on on the live program and and talk more about um, you know this event that that's going to be taking place in a couple of weeks in Vegas. Uh, you, Vegas seems to be your second home, right? I'm there a lot. <laughs> yeah. All right. So everybody, sit tight. We'll be right back. I want to talk to everybody today about ScopeNow.com. ScopeNow has been a big time sponsor of this program for quite some time. And I just love their service. I've been using them since the beginning. I'm one of their beta customers. And it's been so awesome to see them grow into the business that they are today and just how they just keep reinventing themselves and pushing themselves to get more and more information. What it comes down to is is Scope Now is a tool that you definitely need to use if you do social media investigations, any internet research, and really spending less time digging around and and, uh, looking for information I think it's one of the best points of how ScopeNow can help you. Their AI platform, their analytics are amazing. You really get an idea of what you need. You're reducing the time, you're reducing the manpower that you, you're spending on doing this research because they're essentially doing it for you and uh, they're doing it correctly, which is most important. One of the new things that they're actually offering is this flagging system where you can flag behaviors and really highlight and um, look out for fraud. If you're doing a lot of fraud research, uh, this is a fantastic tool and you can set up alerts so you have uh, particular people that you're looking at you can actually set up alerts to get notifications when the criteria that you set up is actually um, is flagged and goes off it's really uh, really amazing and their relationship and association analytics are uh, top notch really uh, cutting edge and really really cool when they brought that out on version 3 it was a game changer i mean really being able to see how people interact together and, and uh, you know having that relationship you know analysis is really really something that's cool you know one of the other things about being involved with scope now is their ability to offer webinars their team is cutting edge on putting together and getting out really really great content if you're a member of scope now if you know who they are you've seen them around on linkedin you'll you'll know that they're constantly doing webinars on these new websites that are coming out and uh, they're, they're really staying on top of it and don't forget uh, any reports that you generate you can actually white label those reports and put your own logos on and, and really make them look professional which you know could equate to more billing for you as well so Check them out today. It's uh, www.scopenow.com. They're a great, great company. They should be one of the tools in your toolbox, along with whatever kind of uh, search engines you do. Uh, You need to make sure that ScopeNow is a part of that suite. Scopenow.com. In 2019, Investigation Education Consultants added a new affiliate in its never-ending quest to provide quality professional investigative training. IEC is now offering certificate courses and investigative training online. Our website, IECOIT.com. 
will soon offer a certificate in professional investigation for those interested in entering the investigative field. There'll be standalone investigation classes for those seeking continuing education credits, CEUs, or just interested in taking classes for their own personal or professional interests. The classes currently available are Foundations of Investigation, Legal Investigation, Criminal Investigation, Fraud Investigation, Background Investigation, Interviews and Statements, Skip Tracing Locates, Ethics, and Report Writing. Investigator Toolbox members will receive a 20% discount off the listed price. So visit IECOIT.com. Check out the latest issue of PI Magazine available online or by hard copy. Visit PIMagazine.com to learn more. And welcome back to PI Perspectives. This is Matt Sperry, your host. We are here with uh, Mike Julian. Mike, welcome back to the program. Good to be here. I'm just taking my vitamins. There my, you go. My multivitamins. Here. Yeah, I, I think you need it, man. The type of day that you have, <laughs> there should be some vitamin B in there. Make sure you're being yeah. focused, right? Yeah. Wow. We, we definitely unpacked a lot before we took a, a break here. And I'm just fascinated by this by this live program. And, you know, that, that crazy story with the, the gal who, who said you saved her life, you know, with that right. Las Vegas event. And, um, I mean, you know, we, we were chatting on the break here about uh, um, an, an event that Cali did in Vegas a couple of years ago where the actual police commissioner of Las Vegas came in and broke down that whole event. And, um, you know, I've seen a couple of unpackings of that event, but that I remember it was during lunch and it was something that was very, uh, it was very crazy, man. They were playing audio clips and things like that. Um, but you, you got to believe that the stuff that you're teaching, I mean, it's not just for law enforcement and all that. I mean, it's, it's, it's good knowledge for people because you never know when something's going to happen, right? Well, my course is specifically to the average citizen, though I will tell you, law, most law enforcement representatives love my course because it's not candy coated. It's not watered down. I do talk about the fact that someone is trying to kill you, so you may have to kill them first so they don't succeed. Right. Um, I'm, I'm very you know, realistic about the fact that if somebody brings violence to your doorstep, you may you may have to use violence against them. Yeah. And this, you know, the sad thing, Matt, is I've had, I've had potential clients like Silicon Valley. Um, some of the more, and I'm sorry if I offend anyone, but some of the more liberal mindset people that I have uh, talked with uh, that were interested in my program, when I tell them that the V in alive stands for violence, and I teach people that you may have to take another person's life if it means your survival, they go, whoa, 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 uh, sorry, we can't go any further because we don't allow <laughs> We don't allow violence in our culture. And there'll, be, say, well, there'll be no killing, right? <laughs> yeah. I say, well, whether you allow it or not, if somebody decides they're going to bring it to your doorstep, it's there. So yeah. you got to deal with it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's my program is very, very realistic. And it talks a lot about the mindset and psychology of where your brain needs to be. I talk about the two mindsets in particular, a security mindset, which is training, avoidance, um, preparation, situational awareness, everything you need to do in practice to be prepared for an event. And then as soon as that event begins, now you're on to the survival mindset. Right. And that is whatever it takes to go home to the people that you love. So yeah. I talk about those type of mindsets. Yeah. I would imagine this would be great for um, like schools, like teachers and, and, and things like that, being able to, to give them just that, you know, Oh crap, it's going down. What do I do? Instead of just freaking out, it's like you hit that. Okay. Now we're in survival mode. I know I took these lessons. I know what I need to do. You know, I'm, I'm the, the voice of reason. I'm calm. This is, you know, this is how it's all going to go down. I mean, mm -hmm. it, it's gotta be effective. 
Definitely. It's been, it's been really well received by the teachers I've taught. Yeah. Um, even healthcare professionals, they don't like the violence part because yeah. many of them are very, they're, they're very empathetic. They're they're I mean, they're, they, their job is to care for people to make them happy and healthy and, and live. So they don't, frankly, a lot of them don't like violence and I yeah. get that, but unfortunately it's, it is a fact of the situation. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you start talking about houses of worship too, right? <laughs> New houses of worship, government yeah. buildings. Um, yeah. It's being taught in the United States army right now. I've got, you know, universities, you name it. Um, uh, one of Elon Musk's companies, all of his, all of their employees have been uh, trained by my program. It's, yeah. it's powerful it, and it's impactful and it's a lot. Yeah. Um, but I had a, I had one lady an HR uh, director that was uh, HR for, um, uh, uh, a public utility. And I gave her free access to the online course, the two hour online course. And I was just amazed because she came back to me and she said, we're going to go with somebody else. And so I called her and I said, look, I respect whatever you want to do, but I'm curious as to why she goes, well, you know, when you use that r- green rubber gun to demonstrate how to, you know, disarm or make a, make a weapon not work properly, it frankly was a little triggering. And I said, it's a green rubber gun. And would you rather a real gun in real life be the first time you ever experienced that type of exercise? Right. So, you know, you can't, you can't, you can't get every, you know, you want to get people to think, wow, this is real life stuff. And it may be uncomfortable. I show several videos of real active shooter events. Now they're not gruesome. You don't see blood. It's not, you could, you could turn on HBO on a Saturday morning at 9 a.m. and see way more graphic stuff. Yeah. But I show active, actual active shooter events and a lot of people in the evaluations, and I always have them fill out an evaluation. I, I ask, what did you like the least about the program? And a lot of people say, I didn't like the videos. And then on the next line, they say, but I'm glad I saw them because it made it real. And now I understand the severity of the situation. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I had a situation where I had a friend of mine, um, I met him through another friend. This guy lived in Portland, Oregon. And one day his neighbor like snapped and just started killing everybody in his house. And this guy, by the grace of God, you know, who was an NRA guy, actually guns of his own, was able to, to take this guy down and end his life. And it was like it got to the point where it was either him or, or the other guy. And it's like he didn't think he would have to kill anybody. That day. <laughs> you know, it's like you, you never know when it's going to happen. And I get I, like I knew the guy before and I knew the guy after and it definitely changed him. A whole, oh, yeah. whole nother perspective on, on life and not like to a point where he was timid or upset about it. He was like, wow, I was given another chance here. Like I need to do something with my life because, you know, I shouldn't be here right now. Essentially, yeah. Right. And you know what? I, I know so many buddies of mine that were combat Marines or, or, you know, in the military army, whatever that, that have had to take people's lives in the course of their military duty. And it, it changes people and I would not wish it on anyone. So when I tell people, you know, be prepared and be committed to killing, if you have to, to save your own life, I always say be committed, but if it comes down to, you know, there's no longer a threat, you can stop the commitment and step back (laughs) and go, thank goodness. But I would never want to, I don't ever want to take another human life yeah. um, unless I absolutely have to, to save myself or somebody else. And I wouldn't wish it on anybody. So I definitely don't tell people that that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. And I don't want people to try and be heroes. Yep. Look, you know, being heroes is, is if you want to be a hero, you should be an actor. Uh, real heroes don't want to be, they just end up being because that's how they're built. Sure. And I tell people, it's not my job to, 
to tell you, you need to be a hero. However, if you feel that there's an oppor- an opportunity to stop the killing by doing something, you know, then, and you feel comfortable doing it, then doing it. But at the end of the day, your responsibility is to your own life and, and getting back to the people you care about. Absolutely. hundred percent. I know uh, I have another good buddy of mine who's a police officer in Yonkers, New York, who um, I've told this story before on, on the podcast, but he does warrant squads, right? So they're going to pick somebody up who's got a warrant and the guy like spazzes out and he's, uh, he's coming at him with like a knife. Now my buddy had the shield. He's got the one hand on the shield, the other hand on the gun. And he's like, that guy has no idea how close he came to dying. Like I, I had a split second, you know, am I, am I going to end this guy's life right now? Or am I going to try and deescalate the situation? When it came down to, they were able to deescalate. And he, you know, I remember chatting with him when he got home. He's like, yeah, it was, it was a rough day today, but I didn't have to kill anyone. I didn't die. And, you know, we, Good we day. yeah, we, we solved the situation. Right. And that's, that's the, his perspective on, on how he looks at things. It's, it's crazy, man. I get yeah. anybody that, that, that are in those type of situations, man, I just, I feel for them. And it's so great that they have a product like yours, a program, you know, to really rely on, because sometimes, you know, you get in that freak out thing and you just freeze and you don't know what to do. That's what happens, Matt. They, yeah. Many people, one of the videos I show is of a board meeting in, um, Panama City, Florida, many years ago, and a guy pulled out a gun and started to shoot. And one of the board members, the biggest guy there, he actually stood up a little bit taller and wrapped his arms around himself and hugged himself like he like he was thinking, I want to go home. I want my mommy. Yeah. And, you know, I, and I don't mean to put him down or make fun of him. Unfortunately, that is what so many people do. You know, we're we got three instinctual reactions to this type of thing. Fight, flight or freeze. You cannot freeze. You cannot freeze unless you're purposely freezing. So they don't see you move. But even then you're in control of your actions and your, your emotions. You can't do it. So you got to decide, can you fly? Can you fly? And if not, you might have to fight. You might have to do it. Yeah. Um, So let's, let's take a turn here and talk a a little bit about, um, you know, the, the event coming up for IntelNet. Um, it, it'll be in Las Vegas in, in March. Um, tell me a little bit about uh, what you'll be teaching there and what the, what that course is about. They've got me doing a pre-con and I'm going to do my entire course. Like I normally do most, most employers want me to do the two hour. Right. Um, I I'm a Vistage speaker. If you know what Vistage international is, it's the largest CEO group, uh, in the, in the, in the world. And so they pay me to fly around and, and teach to their Vistage groups. And they, I do a three hour morning course they want me to do a four hour uh, at IntelNet. So I will be doing everything uh, and not pulling any punches or speeding it up for time. So right. I'm going to do a two hours in the morning and then we're going to do lunch and then come back for two hours and everyone will be have a food coma. So we'll all be right. yawning. But right. uh, um, yeah, so I'm going to do a whole full, full four hour presentation of my entire program with all the videos and, and everything. Wow. And that, that's, I think that's the 21st of March, right? Uh, 21st or 22nd. I don't know. (laughs) Let's see. It is the, oopsie daisy. Yes, it is. uh, I am speaking on the 21st, I believe. Yeah. 10 AM. Right. 10 to 12. Yeah, Cause I think and, it starts at 22nd, the, the conference. So if you're doing pre-con. Uh, that is correct. And yeah. then I am actually, I'm staying out there the week because coinciding with, with, um, IntelliNet is ISC West, which yeah. is the biggest electronic security conference uh, in the country. And so I'll be out there the entire week. And then, you know, 
next week, is it next week? The 24th, sorry, the 24th at 9 a.m., I'm doing a two-hour webinar for the South Bay Long Beach District for the California Association of Licensed Investigators. And that's open to everybody. I think it's like five bucks more for non-members of Cali, but that is open to everybody. So is that an in-person it, in-person event or is that? No, a, it's a webinar. Webinar. Okay. Yeah. I'm doing it from here. And and yeah. actually what I'm going to be doing is showing a video of my live presentation. So it's a webinar of me on stage doing the full two hour presentation. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll put a link in the show notes to that. Anybody that's Please. interested. Yeah. That's going to be, so, that's going to be a good one. But yeah. in fact, it was so cool. I got hired to do, um, my presentation to a mega church in San Diego. So I had 200 people in their, in this church, like, uh, you know, broadcast their sermons to the whole world. So they yeah. have the most professional deal you've ever seen. Yeah. They did the most beautiful production value video of me doing this thing. It was yeah. really neat. So I'm supposed to go to uh, Accra, Ghana this summer to go. I played uh, worship music, right? So we we got invited to this church in, in Ghana and, supposedly wow. I haven't been there yet, but supposedly the, uh, the sound system, like the setup over there is like the most professional uh, sound system that you, you can ever see broadcasting all over the place. Like I'm, I'm really excited. That's be, really cool. Yeah. It's, it should be, uh, I think like a thousand people or something are expecting. Wow. Thing. Yeah. Which is that's cool. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's my little side gig. That's how I keep from going crazy. <laughs> Killing people and just play music. Yeah. So I understand. Uh, yeah. You understand. know, you know I go you, to the gym <laughs> exactly. for, for mental, for mental health. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, that, that, that's cool stuff. I mean, there's, um, yeah, the Intel net too is, is always a good group of people, um, professionals, you know, you know, the folks that are there that have been in the industry for a while. And, um, I did, uh, they had their, the first live event actually last year with South Carolina. They did it like a joint, um, uh, event, which was great. It was really, really fun to see everybody. Um, and I think in Vegas, like I was reading the other day that the, the mask mandates being lifted there too. So, uh, I heard that as well. Thank goodness. <laughs> you know, what's funny. I don't want to get sidetracked because yeah. COVID has dominated enough our lives, but a month ago, either everybody I knew had just gotten over COVID or still had COVID. And I don't know a single person that has COVID right now. Yeah. Did everybody get it? And now yeah. they're done with it. I, I you know, you I feel the same way. <laughs> like, like the Omicron, like destroyed New York and now everyone's just like, eh, whatever. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's crazy. Let's, let's, uh, let's keep it moving, but it, it, it's good. I mean, I think it's time to, to get back out there and, and do things. I know PM magazine just had their latest issue that, you know, did, did the, uh, uh, pandemic kill, you know, live conferences and, um, you know, to an extent, I think it did. And, and even like with, with, uh, virtual conferences, you know, it, you're starting to get burnt out with it. Definitely. It's, uh, you know, it's getting at the point where it's like, oh, I just want to be in person to see people. Right. Yeah, but you know what? One of the greatest things that came out of this is so many people. I mean, I knew how to use Zoom kind of ish. Yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> so many people that probably would have do- gone to their grave without knowing how to use Zoom are now Zoom masters. And so I love in person meetings. Mm-hmm. I hate phone calls. I want to sit across from the table and talk to you. Yeah. I get to do that with anyone I want now. Yeah. So, so now everybody knows how to use Zoom or Teams or whatever. And now it's like, cool. In fact, if somebody schedules a meeting and they don't turn their camera on, I'm like, you're offended, kind right? of butthurt. I'm like, hey, <laughs> exactly. man, what's up? You know, I had one this morning with a, a, a new client on a huge intellectual property investigation case. 
And she gets on and she, I go, uh, what, you're not going to turn your camera on. Did you not put your makeup on this morning? Didn't do your hair, whatever. She goes, no, I just came from a, not squash, but there's a, there's a, a, I can't it's some kind of competition like squash or badminton or something like that. I can't remember. Handball, and she had just ball. played for like two hours. She goes, yeah. you do not want to see me right now. I said, yeah. fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Don't ask twice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. And even I think this, a, a side effect of that is, you know, depositions now with court, like the attorneys are yes. loving it, right? They're able to do it. They're moving cases yep. that much easier. Um, cheaper. Yeah, Less cheaper. Money. Yeah. And and now here in New York anyways, um, virtual notary, right? So it was a temporary order, but now it's it's permanent, right? So you can actually do a video conference and you can notarize documents as long as the person can prove that they're in New York. You know, both yeah. parties in New York, you can actually do it, which is a blessing and a curse for, for our industry, right? It may yeah. take away some business for us, but it may also help us to get some work done. So, uh, well, for me, I was, do you know, Jerry Hang? Uh, I know the name. I don't know him personally. Jerry owns the executive protection Institute. Mm-hmm. One of the oldest and best known executive protection academies, schools in the, in the country. Jerry is the owner. It was started by uh, Dr. Richard Kovitz, who was a retired Chicago cop, but, uh, and Jerry was one of the instructors, but he purchased it. He's out of New York. He's in Manhattan. Mm-hmm. And I was supposed to fly back and do my instructor course for my program for 13 people and during the pandemic in 2020 and uh, New York imposed this 14 day quarantine. And I mean, I was like three weeks out from doing this, right? Crazy. He goes, Mike, what are you going to do? I said, I am not going to do my instructor course. If it's not in person, it's got to be in person. That's the only way I'll be able to be effective, blah, blah, blah. He goes, okay, so you're just not going to do it. And all 13 of these people are going to have to wait however long it's going to be. Just do it on Zoom. I said, fine. So within a week, I had done the whole thing. It was already a PowerPoint, everything, everything I could do on Zoom, honestly. I did it on Zoom and it was the best thing I could have done. And I've only had two in-persons since the world opened back up because it's so effective on Zoom. However, I am having one, uh, White Plains, Maryland. I'm having an instructor certification course on April 7th and 8th. So if anybody's interested in becoming an instructor of my course um, and selling it and teaching it, then they can come to that that in-person class in Maryland. It's almost uh, soft shell crab season too. I think it starts Ooh, in May. That sounds pretty good. <laughs> I think it yeah. starts in May. Um, so that that's really cool, man. And it, it's great that you're you're getting out there and you're, you're providing all this stuff for people. And, and just, um, you know, the, I, I think legacy you know, just that, that foundation, when you, when you decide you don't want to do this anymore, thinking of, of all the people that you've impacted and the lives that, you know, potentially saved, because, you know, we, we never know when the next thing is going to happen. Um, and, and giving these tools to people as, as quickly as you can. And, and, you know, as many people as you can, you know, it, it, it's only a good thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. And what's cool is this guy right here, um, he gets out in less than 20 months. He's coming home from Washington, DC, where he's stationed going back to work for me and he will be the third generation to take this company on. And he's got the same name as me. So right. he'll automatically have name recognition. Nice. So that's going to be awesome. So there's, that's my retirement plan right hey, there. There you go. Right. <laughs> Don't screw it up, buddy. <laughs> no, please do yeah. not re up. Yeah. He was going, well, I might want to go special, special forces. Right. I said, no, you don't want to do that. Right. You want to come home and go to work for dad. There you go. <laughs> So what kind of advice would you give to the investigator who's thinking about maybe getting into EP and, and going down this, this route? What, what type of uh, uh, nuggets can you give them? Well, if you're going to get an executive protection, 
and you don't have formal training, get formal training. Just being a cop does not make you an EP guy. Just being in, in the military does not make you an EP guy, unless you had training in law enforcement or the military. Um, my president, 25-year FBI, was on the dignitary protection team and protected the, you know, the, the head of the FBI and the attorney general. So he's done all that stuff. He's qualified. He could do it. But if you really want to get into EP, um, it, you know, and <laughs> I don't want to discourage anybody, but you know what you're getting into. Right. There's different kinds of protective work in different levels. You know, there's, you know, lower end all the way up to actual executive protection, close protection in combat zones and stuff like that. Um, know what you're getting into and figure out what you're good at. Cause not everybody is good at every form of protection. Yeah. Just like not every guy is or gal is good at every type of investigation. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, we were, you know, this is a callback to earlier. We we're talking about, you know, it's better to know the guy or girl than be the guy or girl, because it, there are so many different aspects of our industry of things that we can do. Um, just, you know, knowing where you excel. Like for me, I know personal injury is my thing. You know, I mean, I can talk to you today and tomorrow about it. You ask me to do EP. I'm like, what? <laughs> I don't, <laughs> it's not my thing. I don't do it. Uh, you ask me to do a divorce case. Uh, don't want to do it. Don't want the aggravation. No. Um, you know, it's, yeah, the, the, uh, those domestics, uh, the emotion level is very high with the client. So it can turn out to be a lot of work. I think you may need the alive program <laughs> just to survive. Sometimes you <laughs> yeah. never know. It's crazy. Uh, so Mike, we're going to wind down here. Why don't uh, you tell folks how they can get a hold of you? Uh, well, the Alive website is pretty simple and self-explanatory, activeshootersurvivaltraining.com. Perfect. Um, you can go there, go to the courses in the upper left-hand corner and check out the pages for any of the courses, online, webinar, in-person, or the instructor certification course. Mm-hmm. Um, my security company for executive protection, um, residential security, all that good stuff is uh, security dash or hyphen M P S M like Mike P like Paul S like Sam security dash MPS.com. And then the investigations website is, I should probably just put them all in a webs one yeah. website. That'd be easier. Yeah, we'll have investigations is investigations, plural investigations dash or hyphen N like national B like business. I like investigations. So investigations dash N B I.com. Awesome. And yeah. you can buy my book through my website, through the ASIS website, a bookstore website through the Sherm bookstore website or from Amazon. Awesome. <laughs> very, very good. Very good. So this episode um, will air um, on a Monday and that following Thursday is when uh, we're going to have that Cali event for you. So if you Thank folks you, are interested, yeah, please go visit the show notes. Um, you can always go visit the Cali website too. I'm sure they have a link to it. Yeah. That is Cali dash PI.org. And by yeah. the way, if you are a private investigator, doesn't matter what state you're in, but especially in California, if you are not a member of the California Association of Licensed Investigators, you're leaving money on the table, you're yeah. leaving growth on the table, and you're leaving networking and, and you know, friendship and compadreness or whatever, if that's a word on the table. Yeah. You got to You got to join rub elbows with the same type of people as you, you will go much, much further that way. Yeah. And, and I can attest to that. So I am licensed in New York and I am a member of Cali and uh, the, the listserv is like nothing you'll ever see. It's hey, the most active listserv out there, period. Most amazing <laughs> thing in the world. I'll tell you that listserv, you send one email and it goes, it goes out to 1400 members. Yeah. I, that, that 
I have made so much money. And because of that thing, a client says, Hey, can you do this? Very specialized investigations. What do I say? Of course I can. Even though I don't have the first idea how to start it. I put an email out to all the rest of the people on the association. And there's three guys that fire back and go, yeah, that's what I did in the FBI. That's what I've done. Blah, blah, blah. Now you've got the best technician charging, you know, an adequate, appropriate fee for great value. Everybody makes money and the client gets a fantastic yeah. service. I had to have papers served in La Jolla last week. You know, it's like and my client calls me up. Can you do California? Yeah, no problem. Tell me, send me what you need. To. <laughs> I got it. Like I didn't yep. even say like, oh, let me go find out. Cause I knew the second I put it up on that board, I'll have five or six people saying, yeah, I can handle it for you. Yep, so, yep, yep. Um, yeah. Very easy. So, Hey Mike, this is great. I, I really appreciate it. I'm looking forward to seeing you in person in a couple of weeks um, out in Vegas. And, um, yeah, thanks for taking the time to just tell us a little bit about yourself and, and what you're doing here and, uh, you're doing great things, man. So thank you. Thank you, Matt. I truly appreciate it. It was an honor and a pleasure to be on your show and I'm looking forward to seeing you. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks everyone for tuning in and we'll catch everybody on the next show next week. Take care. Thank you, Mike, for coming on and teaching us about the Alive program. It's amazing how you might survive these life-changing events with just minimal training. Make sure you check out the link in the show notes for the event and other information to contact Mike. We also want to thank Crosstrack, ScopeNow, Satellite Investigations, and Investigation Education Consultants for sponsoring this show. So please support our great supporters. Now, have you thought about joining the Investigator's Toolbox yet? Now's a great time to get on board and join the fastest-growing digital community for investigative professionals. Just use code PIP201836 to save 10% on our membership. If you have a question or a comment about the show, email Matt at MatthewS at SatellitePI.com. You can also find him on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. We want your feedback to bring you the best shows possible. And we'll be back next week with a new show. So make sure you tune in and stay safe out there.